0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Our podcast producer, my 12-year-old Boston Rat Terrier, Murray, has a very discerning palate. Luckily, Nom Nom's Turkey Fair recipe not only has fresh ingredients, but it's also made with his favorite food, brown rice.
0: It sure is. Nom Nom's food is full of fresh proteins your dog loves and the vitamins and nutrients they need to thrive. You can actually see proteins and vegetables like beef, chicken, pork, peas, carrots, kale, and more. Your dog's health starts in the gut, and a better diet means softer quotes, more energy, and better breath.
1: This is how Nom Nom works. You tell them about your dog, age, breed, weight, allergies, protein preferences. They'll tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them straight to you. Store the meals in the freezer or fridge until it's mealtime. They'll give you specific instructions on how to transition your dog from foods like kibble to the always fresh nom nom for the best results. Watch your dog clean their dishes, dance for more dinner and overall thrive. And if your dog is anything like Murray, ooh, he is going to dance for dinner and clean his dish sometimes at the same time.
0: Isn't it time to feel good about the food you're feeding your dog? Order nomnom Nom today. Go to trinom.com slash oldmillennials. That's trinom.com slash oldmillennials and get 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Bye.
1: As old millennials, we've been prioritizing health and wellness a lot more these past few years. While we may not be Spencer pradding it up, just not just yet. I mean, Emily, don't don't count us out here with crystals <laughs> on our bodies. We are thinking how much more we need to stay hydrated.
0: Recently, I started traveling with at least one Liquid IV stick in my bag to make sure I'm staying extra hydrated, especially when it gets hotter or after a night of a little too much fun.
1: Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Use it the first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel a rundown, or after a long night out and on long flights.
0: My sister recently got married, and as her maid of honor, I put liquid IV sticks in all the bachelorette party bags, and my sister and her husband put them in their goodie bags when we traveled to Costa Rica for the wedding. Those came in super handy after hitting an open bar in the sweltering heat. I'm a big fan of... Yeah, it was very nice to have. I'm a huge fan of the watermelon ones and the tangerine flavor, which has an immune boost even better when you're traveling and worried about keeping your immune system going. They fit easily in a toiletry case or even a tiny purse, so it's super easy to pour one in your water bottle.
1: One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone and contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and probably, I mean, I know for a fact because I recently had a Gatorade, uh, a much better taste. Oh, absolutely. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and
0: use code oldmillennialspod. That's oldmillennialspod at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration Today using promo code oldmillennialspod at liquidiv.com. Bye. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Old Millennials, usually a deep dive on shallow topics from the late 90s and 2000s, but it's summer, baby, and summer
1: camp at Old Millennials looks a little different. It looks like <laughs> watching a show you don't <laughs> totally like but have, like, fucked up brand loyalty to. Uh, truly. I am one of your hosts, Emily Beijen, <laughs> And I am your other host, Margot Boupard.
0: So if you obviously know us well, you know that we have been watching and just like that since it started airing
1: last year. Season I feel like 2 watching is a generous term as well. Wa-
0: watching is as objective of a term as I can come screaming, up with right now. Screaming
1: along with and just like that.
0: It is a show. It's like, you know, when (laughs) Dwight in the
1: office, it's like, it is your birthday. It is a show. Emily, you are right. You are factually correct. It is a television program. (laughs) On HBO, not streaming on Max. (laughs) Happy Bride, not stream on Max. It is an HBO original. An HBO original. Uh it has been
0: so season two recently started and we've been watching again of objective of a term that we can use.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, um I don't wanna say that this is the episode
1: we'll call the Miranda Slanda, but like it is just Oh boy. Oh I maybe, know I mean we're only not gonna call it that because you and I need to chat offline about workshopping that title. And I didn't <laughs> I don't know. Did you read the Slate article that Zoe I did. Sent? I, I have so, not had time to sit down and fully digest, but I already feel like I'm on board with, and yes. I say this about the third episode, the third episode mostly works. The thing that doesn't work is Miranda. Is Miranda. And it is just, I write it over and over in my notes, like, look at what they've done to my boy. What have they done to my boy? What have they done to our boy? And
0: I think the article, that Slate article, which I think mm-hmm. So when I read it, it cut off at a certain point, because I think for Slate Plus, you need the rest of it. But ah, boo. How
1: do you, it's titled,
0: How Do You Solve a Problem Like Miranda Hobbs, which is-
1: <laughs> A perfect title for a perfect article.
0: A perfect title for a perfect article. I have my own theories about this. I agree okay. with them to an extent. So, what are so one they, of the
1: theories? Just quickly so lay one on me.
0: They Because this is the first time Miranda is really head over heels in love, like- with Steve, she loved him, but it wasn't head over heels in love. We are They believe that this is the writer's way of showing us what Miranda looks like when she is completely unguarded, in love, and none of her cynic tendencies um, are guarding her as usual. That is the main theory that they've okay. talked about.
1: And I can almost get on board with that, but for a show, and just like that especially, but for a show yes. that loves exposition dumps. I know why are we not getting a dump about this? this.
0: I really need that exposition. I think like I've creative need- writing professors who would be calling slander at this point and and all that but right now this might be one
1: this is a you know antithesis of film theory of you know show don't tell but i would really love miranda to like break the fourth wall your fair style and be like i'm a moron because i'm actually in love for one because the way that the audience is interpreting it is that miranda threw away somebody that she built her life with that she didn't love very much for a fuck boy so that she could go follow them around like a fucking puppy dog to LA actually semi enjoy herself in LA which feels incorrect coming out of my mouth I know but like yeah I mean what we're seeing all the info that we can gather is that Miranda is dickmatized and is acting like a complete teenager. And when the spell wears off, like that's not love, it's lust. Like we've seen yeah. Miranda like wanna get dicked down and like chase down guys, but never like losing her entire identity. Like that only happens to your friends in real life, not on the show. And not to Miranda. Not to our not to our guy Miranda. No, not to our guy Miranda.
0: What is funny is is art is imitating life because I've watched several reality shows now Mm -hmm. where a main character on the show, main person on the show... Has uh, either their marriage is ended, or they have left their marriage? Are you talking about Chrysal and
1: Selling Sunset? I am talking
0: about Chrysal and. And is this also
1: your segue to talk about Kyle and Mauricio on Beverly Hills? as that is late breaking news? I was
0: gonna give you a little
1: time for that. Give me a Bravo fan time. Are you fucking kidding me? No, (laughs) I I was listening to a podcast talking about Kyle and Mauricio splitting up moments till you logged on, like moments before. (laughs) So. You don't need to I mean, I appreciate it. That's very sweet. I am sad that my mom and dad are splitting up, but also, you know, Mauricio's so hot. Like he's fine. And like Kyle fine. is fine. There's oh they're, they're fine. rich. It's sad, of course, because they have been married for a really long time. But yes, you know, and at this point, the the M flip storyline happening with Kyle and Mauricio <laughs> and Kyle's like potential, you know new partner or whatever that's you know I don't want to like put anything out there because it's not my place to say anything but yes like have we seen this sure even like in our own lives we have seen women we know in in midlife their version of uh I wouldn't say like a midlife crisis but like a midlife like liberation is them dating whoever the fuck they want and I've definitely seen that in my own life multiple times I think there is definitely something to it but I also think that there is a way In which we could have totally gotten on Miranda's side and like understood that she was coming out the way that they did it was that they this is kind of the problem with the first two episodes, I think, and I think they kind of solve it by the third one. And I will I will share my theory as to why I think they solve it in the third one. And the theory is Michael Patrick King. Um, yeah. I think that what they tried to do is like, oh, Miranda's an alcoholic. Oh, she's unhappy. Oh, she's in school. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's, it's like they tried to do too much instead of just like have it be about Miranda coming to terms with like her sexual identity. Yeah. Like, that's a compelling storyline all on its own. And I don't have a problem yes. with it being based on Sarah Ramirez and – um Cynthia Nixon's own lives. Like, I think that that's great. You know, Samantha Irby is a wonderful writer and she's experienced on her own life. Like, she's married to a woman. Like, I don't, I think all of that is wonderful. I just think that there's a way to tell a story that makes sense and gets the audience on your side. And then there's what the fuck they did in the first season of And Just Like That. I agree.
0: And you brought up a point, which is that I think what this show has always been very bad at doing, first and foremost, is trying to fit in too much with the time they have. And that is too many plot lines. That is Mm. too many characters. And that has become even more apparent in this second season when we are trying to recap and continue the storyline with not one, not two, not three, but six or seven different characters at this point. Um, And while we love the, uh, the, the show's attempt to include more diversity in the friendships, and the fr- circle of friends that Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte have, I think what we end up having is just really some wonderful characters who just don't have enough screen time for yeah. to either have a full fledged plotline or for us to even care, really. Because these are characters I want to invest in. I think that they are really interesting, I like storylines and interesting characters, but we just don't have enough time. So it is very hard to invest yourself into
1: that plot line. And I think that they do the new characters a huge disservice by having them sort of be their own island. Like, I feel like I really didn't... Understand what everybody loves so much about Sema until the third episode, where I was like, "Oh, she's fun, she's light." I mean, I can maybe get past. I mean, oh my god, Emily! In the first episode, when Sema and that club owner are smoking inside on her bed, everybody I was walking with screamed, screamed, screamed. I'm like, her house house probably smells. This is a multi million dollar penthouse. It smells like shit in there. You gotta be fucking kidding me!
0: And it's going to smell like the like smells of my childhood and like kids I knew growing up who had like serious smoker parents not just like smoker parents like you know well
1: I was like why is this extremely wealthy lady living the way that I lived in college by smoking inside what the fuck is happening you don't have six roommates why are you smoking in here no go outside or I know I don't care whichever one comes first even our dear Carrie
0: Bradshaw, when she was a smoker, had a window open yes. when she had smoked. I don't see an open window in this penthouse Emily, and it the disturbs ashtray, me. The ashtray on the, the bed, bed. Sheets, oh, the my bed sheets have become the de facto ashtray at this point. Ashtray or no ashtray on those sheets. There is fucking cigarette ash in those sheets. You are waking up. With ash on your arms
1: in that bed, I feel like and we're expect- watching an ad for like mesothelioma mesothema- yeah, or whatever. You I'm may like, be entitled to compensation <laughs> by looking at Seema's apartment. Well, I mean, she's like rolling around in her smoky sheets, and <laughs> I know again, I, I love a I love a broad with a brassy deep voice, you know, like like recognizing like. But for luck, a but- woman
0: who spent Holy the money shit. on a Birkin
1: bag, you cannot <laughs> tell me that this woman
0: is fucking smoking in her bed. Oh my All god! If time. you get
1: daily blowouts, you should be fucking smoking in your bed, you lunatic! I know. Please, you have uh, a balcony. I swear, you do. It can't be that cold. Like, oh, please crack a window. I, I beg of you. It drives me nuts. I know. But anyway, know. until that, until the third episode, I really had like no, no. relationship to see him. Like she's just this like random no. real estate agent. Like I know. I don't know. I mean, we can talk about it more in the first episode, but. Up until the third episode, as well, I'm like Lisa Todd Wexley is like literally in a completely different show, which I wouldn't yes. mind. I wouldn't mind no. watching, but I love the... her. I love her husband. I, you oh. know, I yes, totally incongruent with the in rest the of the rest show. Of You're the like, show. What? and then Naya, I'm like, what I Naya know. is now. Now that you have put Miranda in L. A., Naya is alone, and so she's just sort of yeah. like crying and throwing away her fucking ain't shit ex husband stuff, like. Okay, yes, like burn his beanies, yes. throw his guitars out the window. I'm very way I'm very ready for this wedding waiting to exhale moment, but like I don't know, doing it over FaceTime kinda diminishes it. So I'm really glad that like they had yes. her, Naya and uh Lisa meet by the third episode. Cause I'm like, yes. yes, let's like knit some of these people let's, together. Let's
0: reconnect her into this universe like in New York, not let's just fold her in like a good
1: recipe. Let's yeah. fold in that cheese. Let's like- fold her
0: in that cheese. So I think that the- this is a good way to place to segue into episode one because We open on everyone apparently having sex the same night, except for Naya, who is watching people have sex on TV in this very strange montage, which just, I'm not like, I I preface this, I'm not a prude, but I felt uncomfortable. Like, I'm just like this entire montage of just like everyone with bedroom eyes all of a sudden, like all of our main
1: six, now six main ladies with their bedroom eyes of that look they get. I don't know a single person that has sex that way, and that's completely fine, and I don't need it to be realistic – My problem is that it felt very much like an overcorrection from the first season when a lot of people complain like, oh, there's not enough sex, not enough sex. They're like, well, here they are. They're all fucking. And I'm like, okay, well, let's not (laughs) blow our proverbial load in the first three minutes of the first episode because they have not had a lot of sex since that episode. Not like I mean, I'm I'm sort of like indifferent about the amount of sex that they have. I just want it to make sense. That's all. And I guess like that's too much to ask, but like. Yeah, I, I really I also just didn't buy everybody be banging on the same night, like their periods syncing up or, you know, their periods used to sync up. And I think that the only way to make Naya's sad sex scene more realistic is to just give her like a violently loud vibrator because I know <laughs> because I, that's, that's the <laughs> way I know sad sex with yourself to be like
0: <laughs> that is. Yeah, truly. I so for this episode, I think there's this first episode we we open with this. I just think, yeah, to your point, I think the sad sex would have been much better with a loud vibrator versus her just watching it on TV. It was very, yeah. So uh, this late article, to bring it back, you know, Miranda has lost everything that has made her Miranda. Sensory deprivation tanks. Later, we're going to talk about robot tattoos. Like, what the fuck? I mean, she didn't get
1: a robot tattoo. She got. I know. uh,
0: She she got. got I know. Initials. Initials. I know.
1: Party girl in college. I know.
0: I know the fact that it was on the table. The (laughs) fact that it was on the table at the, the the place at one point.
1: It makes me so mad, Emily. I just like I'm shaking uncontrollably. I know.
0: I see you, and I wish if this were a video <laughs> podcast, we. we uh, but I can I can assure you, audience, she is Ugh.
1: shaking. Yeah, uh, it was, she is it was shaking. so upsetting. Yeah. Like the fact that she forgot that she's an intelligent person is like yes. What is happening? I Even don't my know. My most stigmatized friends like have four brain cells to rub together. It's just insane. Well,
0: I just appreciate, so I, you know, the movies are whatever, but I think the first movie did very well is when a a main character moved to LA, we didn't lose who they were in the mix. I mean, we lost elements of Samantha and that is a plot point, but it gets, it is told in a much better way. And we still, Samantha is still Samantha. I do not buy this, that Miranda would not be any hint of Miranda In LA, like the extent of Miranda we get is when she is trying to get out of that sensory deprivation tank and she starts cussing. But apart from that, like it is just this flowy dress, like... Let me go, you know, go out of my way to support uh, my partner at the comedy store, even though they at clearly the do tour. at the comedy store, even though they clearly do not want me there. I mean, it's
1: well, just this. like, let's just like unpack this plot line, like real yes. quick, because the two big plot lines of this show or of this first episode is that um, Miranda's in L.A. following Che yes. around like a lost dog and met ball or met. What do they keep calling it? Met they, keep, they Met don't Gala. call it, they well, yeah. They call it like not Met Gala. They kept calling it something else, and it was like really confusing. And then I looked it up, and it's like it's trademark, so they couldn't say it. But I also oh. found that to be odd because Sarah Jessica Parker, the you know real Carrie, has been a chair for years, years. and so I'm like you, you would have gotten approval. Anna Wintour, whatever. That's neither here nor there.
0: I got to make one thing about this, okay? One note that I have regarding this Met Ball, whatever we're calling it.
1: Met feeling the thing.
0: <laughs> on what goddamn planet can you change your date at the last Thank minute you. at a high security event with A-listers who probably have all sorts of security on the premise? Even if you're not doing a red carpet entrance, where on on the world in the world can you keep being like, Seema, no Anthony, no Seema, no Anthony, no Harry. Like, what? what
1: literally you cannot do that your guest has to be approved months in advance and they literally have to be approved by Anna she hand approves every single every anybody who knows anything has watched the first Monday in May doc which you should watch it's really great yeah anybody who knows that knows that this is how this works and it's it's not even like, um, it's not like before. It's not like the early 2000s anymore where you can kind of like fudge some stuff. Like everybody no. has access to information. And if you're watching and just like that, you on some level are into fashion and have a basic understanding of how the Met Gala works. Yes, yes.
0: So um, yes,
1: that was making me nuts too. And it's also just like so insulting to think that for this incredibly expensive event where like if you're buying your way in, it's at least like what, like 50K, 80K a ticket or something crazy? It
0: has to be. It has to be that you're just has
1: to- subbing out plus ones like this it's just it's disrespectful it's disrespectful but back uh, to miranda just, in shay yes yes so, yes, the Miranda, like, so they're building up this whole plotline that, like, Miranda's just following around Che, and Che is having a hard time, you know, in L.A., being yes. themselves. You know, they want to be, I think the funniest part of the first episode was Che putting on what looked like Tom Sandoval's jacket from uh, yes! Tom Sandoval in the Most Extras-, Extras concert. And then uh, having to shoot down Abby McElhaney's uh, suggestion of, oh, we should put a blue streak in your hair. But one thing that they didn't set up properly was like Che has body image issues and that they're pushing away Miranda, not because they're embarrassed by basically having their mom show up to everything and clap in the back like a a weirdo at a soccer, like at a child soccer game. It's not that. It's that Che has like some insecurities around their tummy. And when that was, when that plot line revealed, everyone around me screamed or like, you what? Wait, what? Wait, this, this is about your body? What? I,
0: this is, for me, this was the weirdest thing. Strange. Like just the, so strange. And I think that was one of my top comments about this as I was like reviewing this episode was just thinking on what planet does this mass manifest? Is this insecurity about your stomach manifests itself by you at the, when your partner comes around, I know she's a bit of a lap dog, but when she comes around to give you a hug, you're like, no, 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 no. Like it was just the tone of how Che felt when Miranda hugged them at the commie store was so <laughs> different from I feel bad about my tummy. Yeah. did to me, this was and and for someone, and and I don't I don't blame Sarah Ramirez here because they are a Juilliard graduate. I blame MPK because I believe he was the one who gave this probably said this should be the take here. I don't blame, because, like, again, I think Sarah Ramirez is going to continue to get flack for the Che Diaz of it all, but they're a phenomenal actor. I just think Michael Patrick King does not know how to write this fucking storyline, and now that he's rolled with it, it's going to keep going,
1: and it's going to go in these very weird directions. It's like, I don't even hate Che. I I I find, I think, more than anything, like... (laughs) I'm obviously, like, we love representation and, like, non-binary people should be represented as, like, the most cringy, unfunny people on planet Earth. Just like regular straights. Representation
0: (laughs) (laughs) in all ways. We need unlikable LGBTQ plus characters just as much as we need ones who have struggled and we have to love. It is important
1: to normalize it all. We should normalize just disliking a person's personality. Exactly. And who they are, like, the, not their identity, right? Their personality, yes. not their identity. And I really, like, I don't have a problem with Che. I would love Che to be, like, an, a fully realized person and, like, yes. not this bizarre caricature. And I just yes. so bad for Sarah Ramirez, who... They have to pull off some of the most confounding dialogue that I don't know. I know. Like, like Halle Berry could pull it off eloquently. Like no one could pull this this schlock off. So yes, I found the, in between the insulting joke that they end chase stand-up set on of like, oh, it's oh my, my man I'm like, please kill me. I hate it. I
0: hate <laughs> like it. my
1: wife, aka me, please. Like I'm yeah. so over this. So I hated that with the like the it was it was fucking misdirection like that's the thing that I don't like like if it's about chase body image issues like just say that like if Miranda is a smitten like weird puppy dog just say that because you guys are not laying the subtext I know. down correctly I know. in order for all of us to pick it up like I think the main thing that we keep coming back to the show with and that I felt most strongly in the first episode is that, and just like that is haunted by a specter of a better show. And I think that that's what yes. keeps people coming back, right? Like, we love these characters. We know these people. We know the potential of this writer's room. We know the potential yes. of these characters, of these actors, of everything. And and the fact that they fucking fumbled the bag like this in like the most embarrassing, obvious ways. You're like, the ingredients are all here. You're just like, They're all you're like there. mixing them in all fucked up. <laughs> I think that this is, it is
0: this would show if you were to just tell me we're going to spin off a second show with all of these other characters we've added into the mix and we just focus on a few people. And I, that in some ways, I think that's better. Like, I I just don't know how you weave in this many storylines, characters, what have you. And to your point, it is so much about us wanting this show to be so good. And that's what keeps us coming back is because apart from things that have not aged very well, the first run of this show was a fantastic show and for us to see that these people and what was an opportunity to showcase women in their 50s front and center living lives where they have great love lives, great professional lives, great sex lives, great family lives. Like this was a real potential for us and yet, you know, I think apart from episode 3 where we see, you know, a glimmer of hope, um episode 1 for me was just like I was, I found myself screaming and I was just sad. I was not in the room with you guys physically to watch it together because I had a cold and I just, but I found myself in hoarse voice and all screaming at my TV because I was so angry about certain things. I just think that Cynthia Nixon, who ran for governor of New York, (laughs) a brilliant actress who has been in the industry for 40 plus years is being subjected to some of the most heinous plot lines. Mer- I tell you, Margot, and I texted this to the group, if any of us ever FaceTime one another while and while we're putting on a strap-on, I ter- friendship terminated. Like, it's just... And this is, again, we love all. Representation for
1: all. But there are just some things... Um, Miranda... <laughs> I've had a friend... I've had friends... Peg their partner before, but never have they ever felt the need to fucking call me in the middle of it. And, And as Zoe said, I would simply hang up on you or never answer or block your number. Any or all of the three would happen to you. Please feel free to never call me while you are having any sort of sex. Just it can wait. Nothing on earth is as important as you answering the phone while you are getting railed. Like, please do not make a phone call to me and I felt like the most egregious thing to me in the first episode was that Carrie was fucking calling Che and yes. then Che's putting them putting her on speaker for Moran I'm just like what is what am I watching <laughs> like, I don't know I don't I'm know I'm unsafe I don't know I think I need my only- mom come pick me up it's weird
0: come pick me up mom ah! No, um, I think I, you know, at this point, episode one, I think we've covered a lot of it. The met yeah. ball of it all was just well interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that... Uh, the one like the you know there are a couple plot lines like it's like LTW like it can't yes. get funding for her doc and she says doc yeah. about a million times and you're like yes. uh, i don't know we, if we i can it you are you are a documentary filmmaker you are a capital F filmmaker we got it and you have a super rich husband and you live in this really great house and the Ooh. only thing i will give lisa todd wetzley that i like gave a single shit about this whole episode and it's not her fault like it's not no. her fault that the writers had to like shoehorn no, in her shit or not whatever at all. But Nicole Parker e.
0: Parker's a fantastic actress.
1: Or just like in the the Valentino yes. fashion moment was the best I mean, moment of the entire the episode. She yeah, had the absolutely absolutely And I loved the shot of her crossing the street with her husband holding her train iconic I'm, like beautiful. But that was I also mean, the moment that I'm like this is a different show. <laughs>
0: This is a different show. I, this is the,
1: it's called um, Lisa Todd Wexley slaying in the city. Like that, I, I, there. Uh, this is a different show. I'm sorry, it just I is. Get th-
0: again, be in this. If in this effort to put in a lot more friendships, so that we can address Sex in the City's diversity problem, we have wasted some like amazing actors. In what could be a spin-off show that is even better, like Nicole Ari Parker is a fantastic actress. Christopher Jackson fucking Tony nominated George Washington from the original cast of Hamilton. Like, oh, okay. good God. Yeah. He is an incredible like, man actor. Looks,
1: he looks familiar, but I didn't know if it was because yeah. he looks like someone's husband on The Real Housewives. Because no, he looks like a multiple husbands mixed into one.
0: He absolutely does, but he is George Washington <laughs> from the original cast of Hamilton. So thanks this guy, yeah, thanks you're seeing it for seeing tour. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> but as your Broadway Broadway guide, I have to bring in. But yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I actor, think
1: you mean Broadway. <laughs> Broadway, guide. Uh,
0: I I have to. Yeah, I mean, again, this this cast is filled with just these incredible actors we're being underutilized in really haphazard plot lines that are never really going to go anywhere because we got a limited season
1: of right? 40-ish minute episodes. We got to get to what we got to get to and we got to focus on Carrie. It's just, it's so wild. Um, but the, the Met gall go- oh yeah, the Carrie's dress snafu. That was like another one where like, I thought that they did a halfway decent job having her and against all odds having her and bobby lee have their own (laughs) relationship like and i don't really i don't really care for him like i'll just know up at the top there do not care for him but i thought that like them having that little side conversation about hot ass franklin and how she doesn't want to go to the relationship place which everybody scoffed at that joke i know i love that restaurant everyone's like oh what is happening to carrie i know i know but so i thought Uh. that that was great but then the fact that like you want me to get invested in Carrie's dress not working out when you did no setup, like all of a sudden like smoke or whatever is just there trying to put the dress on and you could, you could see it coming from a mile away. The, the wedding dress is going to happen this whole moment. I'm not saying that I dislike any of that, but I just felt like it was really stupid and sloppy. Just like the constantly subbing out of Anthony, like our Anthony be like, these fucking bitches who think that they can just like drop me and pick me up as their plus one. Like I'm some hot fella dropping off a fucking challah. Like this is not how this is going to work. No. And the the first episode was super bumpy for me.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing is like, yeah, and the whole plotline with Carrie and the relationship. Carrie's not very good at giving advice on our podcast, by the way. Can we just talk about? I took a quote.
1: <laughs> I mean, we might as well can't... talk about it now because yes. well, that's actually a great dovetail, a great because, lead-in. Yes, because yes. I, I titled episode two hashtag vag in the City. Although I know that that's not technically the title of the but episode, but it should
0: be. But it should be because the real deal is not a good. I, don't, I know what it's referring to I know but, but like
1: it's so close to the real real I'm like did they say that you couldn't use it oh, like, of course
0: didn't... of course they wanted and they wanted to say that this was like a knockoff of that because it's like bad and like a shady deal or whatever
1: and you're also telling me that New York doesn't have some fucking consignment whatever we, you know, it's like, called Century 21
0: and I think it may have closed during <laughs> closed, the pandemic it, Emily,
1: Emily it is coming back Sonia oh, Morgan New York Designs is going to be back in Century 21 I mean it's probably i don't know if if that's true but you know what i mean century yeah i was deeply invested in century 21 despite not being an east coaster because my girl sonia morgan from real houses of new york had her line there and it was such a big deal and when i looked it up i was like oh this is just like a ross on like the east Coast, but like upscale but i'm still happy for her a store is a store but if you want to go back quickly to carrie being bad at advice because i fully support you and i want to give you the floor before we get into hashtag vag in the city
0: I paraphrase this, but I I wrote it down. This woman calls in and asks how she knows if a guy she's been hooking up with wants to take it to the next level. And then Carrie simply basically says, oh, he'll just give you a sign. Like, what?
1: This is very, like, boomer advice.
0: I just, yeah, like, oh, he's teasing you because he likes you, (laughs) you know? I mean, it's basically like, And at that point, I was like, you know what? Lead into episode two. If they shut down the damn podcast, I don't care.
1: I also don't really care. I just, again, this was a lot like the dress plot line where I'm like, you could have just put in 5% more effort and like really had this storyline make any sort of sense. But instead we got what we got, which is fucking nuts. So yeah, my very first note is promo code badge in the city. Um,
0: We would, we would do
1: a badge. I was going to say, as we have, as we've told anybody who will fucking listen to us, we've had IBS commercials play before our podcast. You and I have zero ego about that because it's called getting fucking paid. And if Carrie wants to be a rich bitch who's like just living off her ex or her dead husband's money, then fine. Do that. But like, don't be so fucking precious about a fucking ad read. Like this was just so ridiculous. Although I do feel like it was very Carrie.
0: Yes, of course. She this is I mean, it's all the way to the beginning when Sarah Jessica Parker signed a no nude clause like that's it's it is the essence of that character.
1: Yeah, I just thought I mean, The joke that they were trying to go for that, like, you know, Carrie, a sex writer, has a hard time saying the word vagina when really it was more like vaginal suppository, which is not my favorite words to say together and out loud. But again, it's called work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not like fuck around Cosmo time. Like, yeah, it's called. Putting in the motherfucking work. So that was plot line one. Carrie can't read an ad. And although as as hot as Franklin is, I never need to hear a man say wet ass pussy. Like I just I just know. Hard on the eardrums. One side comment about the
0: actor who plays Franklin. I'm now calling him widow banger because he has (laughs) shown up on not one, but two of my shows as a guy who's banging widows. No either show. Never have I ever. The mom, the mom in the final season, he's a
1: contractor. He's like fixing the house. Okay. And they
0: start banging. I do like
1: that for him though. Yeah. Widow banger. Black widow, baby.
0: (laughs) Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> this episode also gives us the plot line of Seema's hairdresser being a nosy bitch. <laughs> like that was like that was question mark.
0: I mean, and remember Sima tells us her name means boundaries, which she, she's not good with. That's I will say person. Seema's
1: best line this whole episode was, what's the club called? Club Red Flag? And I was like, that's good. That's a funny joke. But I did when she said, I pay you to blow me, not shrink me, I was like, Ugh, I want to walk into traffic. Please don't do no, this to me. Get out of here. Get out of here. This is also the episode where I noted that I never... Ever need to see Chay and Miranda having sex ever again? It's not necessarily that it's them, it's just it's it really is just them. Like, I don't need to see their, I just don't need to see it. I don't need to see that. In the words of my girl Valerie Cherish, I don't need to see that. This is also the respectability politics episode that has the Lisa Todd Wexley plotline, which also like. You know, again, people getting some good jokes. Like Lisa had a good joke about her mother-in-law and her sorority being the chapter of like comments that cut you like a knife, which was very yeah. funny. Um any thoughts over there?
0: I mean, I just think that this I I I want there to be a point where there's more multi- this woman, the character of um her husband's like m- her mother-in-law becomes Mm -hmm. a bit more multi-dimensional than just being the woman who constantly criticizes and like is I was not brought up that way type you know and although you
1: know I've I've seen scandal I understand a little bit of the of where her mom is or where her mother-in-law is coming from but I will say because I'm not going to like comment too much It, it did that plot line about like oh you can't give it's like I've heard heard versions of this conversations before, but I'd say that that plot line felt the closest to like a nineties plot line to me. It felt yes. very dated, but then again, you know, Chris, Chris's mom represents, you know, a throwback or an, an older way of thinking even older than, you know, Carrie and the gals.
0: Well, and I think the other thing is like, again, because we don't get much screen time for everyone on here. Cause there's just too many people. I think that this is a plot line that could be something that's more explored and would have been better served on a show where you said Lisa Todd Wexler has her own show, essentially. like I think that it was a topic that was addressed, but I don't think it was given what the time it deserved because of the limited time that we have available for every subplot on this show.
1: Totally. This is also, unfortunately, the episode where Charlotte, we have to listen to Charlotte's daughter play music, and I am begging everybody to stop telling me anything Lily, about these people's kids. I don't fucking Lily care. Eilish,
0: although Anthony's <laughs>
1: joke about Lily Eilish did make me chuckle. That was very funny. I was like, what is this Olivia Rodrigo knockoff doing? I, like, cannot <laughs> handle it. And I have to say, you know, both of Charlotte's kids and Brady, too, are not good actors. Okay, now we're going to move on. <laughs> um i I also would i'm begging them to give me more hot fellas content i like if we're giving everyone's a fucking subplot can you at least show me some hot shirtless guys delivering sourdough like i'm begging anybody
0: i want a mockumentary style show where anthony is just auditioning guys to be a part of hot fellas i think it's a great show he's 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 sourcing on grinder he's scouting (laughs) them out like that to me that is a mockumentary show i give me six Six seasons in a movie. Like, I would watch it
1: wholeheartedly. Yeah. Can we have a spinoff with Anthony and Lisa Todd Wexley, please, ASAP? Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, oh, I was like, what's this comment mean? Uh, I just wrote, You sexy idiot Franklin, you don't need final draft to write a stupid ad read. <laughs> Haven't you heard of Google Drive? Oh, and I said that it's an insult to Dor- Dorothy Parker's vagina to say half of the shit that you've said, Carrie. That was also a yes. good time. um where else do we have oh this was also the beach cleanup situation again more of like Miranda has no brain and she's just going to AA meetings and meeting actor activists and uh, again beach cleanup have you ever fucking cleaned a beach this way Emily where you pick up seaweed put it into a bucket and then put it into a larger pile.
0: no no and I
1: befuddling
0: befuddling and to be honest here's the deal, because I expect more of this show and I shouldn't, I do, but I shouldn't. Here I am thinking this woman she met in AA that's telling her to go to the beach cleanup is like some sort of scam artist. Like here, I thought we were going to go somewhere with this woman and Miranda's going to join a cult or whatever that may be. Like, I just, I really thought this was going to go. And no, it's just this random woman who like, is used as a little plot device here to be like, oh J.K., I can't drive you home. I'm so sorry. Bye. Like it's just there was just so many elements, elements, random things, people showing up at one point or another, including you'll get into it. Chase X, like it's just only for us to like never hear from these people again. Like, yeah. I, I just like why don't are we? Know.
1: Why do you want me to develop lost an emotional bond? bond?
0: Lost at sea. They're all lost at sea.
1: They're all in the submersible. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, can we also quickly talk because I have a note in here somewhere later on. But like, let's talk about the music for a second, because I just don't understand why it's so bad. These like needle drops are terrible. The Hotel California, to me, Literally makes no sense. Like, it gives this, like, sense of ominousness. She just lost her phone. Like, she's not going to die on the side of the freeway. She's not dealing with, like,
0: cocaine excess of the 1970s over
1: here. Right? Like, and not remembering a phone number is, like, not the end of the world. Like, you could have called an Uber from these dudes' phone. Like, you could have done any number of things. But Miranda's so, it's this, like, helplessness that is so un-Miranda-like and so upsetting. I'm like, yes.
0: I You bring up so many moments for me where, and we'll talk about it in episode three, there are so many choices Miranda mm-hmm. makes in these episodes. There's a big one in episode three that we both had comments about, which is just like, on what, one, first, Miranda would never do this, period. But two, no one with fucking common sense would do this. Like, it is just... Perplexing to see to your point on a beach. She rather than call an Uber and just Venmo these guys or something and be like, Yo, I'll if you let me order an Uber, here's my Venmo, I will Venmo you guys, whatever. She's out here calling Che, who's like about to tape or whatever, and it's like. I need a ride. No, no, no. It's the dinner with Tony Danza. I'm sorry. Hold on,
1: because the best part of this whole episode, the only good thing is that we got to learn the name of Tony Danza's fandom, Danza Lions. That was the only redeeming thing of this episode. Carry on. That's all.
0: But it's just perplexing to see, not only does Miranda make very un-Miranda-like choices in these episodes, she's just making a choice that like, no one over the age of 30 with half a brain would make like it just it does not compute and i i truly wonder if the real you know plot twist is that miranda joined a cult in la already and this is where we're getting this from i keep bringing up the cults but like there's i just don't have any other excuse like or any other explanation because i just don't think no matter how head over heels in love miranda may be like that this would happen it just i don't buy it
1: Yeah, I really had so many issues with Miranda in this specific episode and and more in the third episode where she's just wandering around like Mr. Magoo in a fucking bucket hat. And you're like... What are you doing? Yes. And like, why are we introducing Che's ex? What does that have to do with literally anything? Like, Nine. unless Miranda is going to fuck Oliver Hudson, I don't care. Like, yeah. and of course Miranda wouldn't do that because you've turned her into a total drip of a fucking person. And then at the end, Miranda's like, Che, I don't even know you. It's like, yeah, no fucking shit. You met Che yeah. like four months ago. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? You would know this if they let you have a brain, Scarecrow. It's crazy. I All I want to say to wrap up, this second episode of hashtag badge in the city is i found it to be very funny that they had no idea who they sold the podcast to like april or peach or whatever the fuck i'm like i feel like you would know that yeah i don't know that was just yes. strange and mostly i just love how easy breezy carrie is after getting tens of people laid off she's like i bought one of my whole weeks free i'm like you're such a <laughs> guy i can't Classic. believe you don't care
0: that means the woman who used, who guilted her friend into giving her her old engagement ring to buy an apartment. Of course she's going to I guess that's guilty. true.
1: I guess that's true. This is also a woman who cheated on the love of her life Aiden. Not once but twice because she's an idiot. So yeah there's that. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess some things don't really change, but I just found it to be so funny that she's like, now nah, my whole week's free. I was like, yes, because you caused a bunch of people to lose their jobs. But also like, what the fuck is this podcast business model where your entire business plan hinges on Carrie reading one ad like that? That to me was like the most That's egregious. To me, yeah. Like it should. I don't feel like if you have the girl from glee project yelling at everybody about her being a diva could she at least have one throwaway line that's like we just canceled this and just canceled that and like we're we're about to get bought like could you just fucking get your shit together and like make it seem like we're legit again give me some fucking expo please another actor wasted
0: another Mm -hmm. she has wanted tony as well Half of this cast that they've added on in this reboot have been nominated or won Tony's, and yet so fucking underused or given the worst dialogue of all time.
1: Well, I did love when she rolled up to Carrie and she's like, What's up, Diva? And she's like, I'm not a Diva. And she just gives her the most withering look. And you're like, Oh, oh. (laughs) And I'm sad I'm not going to see like, bitchy podcast boss anymore. She was funny. mockumentary i
0: wouldn't take five seasons but i'd take a season i'd take a limited one on her
1: have her help anthony launch launch podcast or something i
0: think the two of them would make a great show
1: Uh, oh my other last thing was i really don't believe that franklin i think that franklin was just not that into carrie because of her very insane looking shelf above her bed that shelf (laughs) disturbs me and haunts my dreams like
0: it's the the california i know it's you no but also Emily it's
1: so low it is so how do you know i know your head on that i don't know i don't know anyway, i just I feel like know. Franklin was not that into carrie or else what man is passing up strings like string free sex that's that's ridiculous i don't buy that I, but that's i fine.
0: think yeah i agree
1: okay now on to look I got to say, I actually really enjoyed this episode, barring Miranda's plot line and Brady because Brady's a bitch yes. and I don't like Brady. But I actually yeah. laughed like multiple times. <laughs> I and did too. Not everything made sense, but I still was like, they got closer to like knitting yes. everybody yes. together, like we were saying.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, again, because we added so many characters, I forgot about Carrie's neighbor. I completely right. I was forgot like- about the, the jewelry designer neighbor. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, like, let's just quickly talk about that. Like, why did she need to get robbed? I wrote, because weirdest The I, like, weirdest. I really did not understand that. That was like getting robbed in slow motion. And as somebody was, who's unfortunately been robbed literally at gunpoint, it, does, it doesn't it does go, like, it's just it not, not calmly it's just asking like, calming, you yes. for your nameplate necklace. And also, if yes. I don't have a weapon, I would simply say, get fucked, bud.
0: <laughs> or just, like, slowly taking things. And there's just, like... This was the weird I thought like so the, strange. The, it was like a robbery having a stroke. Like if a robbery could have a stroke, I just because I'm like, what is happening here? There's just nothing about this. It's like a robbery. <laughs> like we watched a real like what a real mugging looks like at, earlier in the episode when Seema gets you know sure, gets, yeah, yes, that is what it looks like. It's quick. It's fast. There's no emotions. There's no conversation, really, unless, yes, there is a gun involved. But also, funny.
1: like you're telling me that a a fashion show, a fashion collection being shown at Bryant Park doesn't have insane security. That's the yes. other thing where Lisette was yes. like yelling about, like, where's security? It's like, yeah, girl, um, yeah. I find this whole this whole thing again, like, is so befuddling. Yes. But yes. Whatever. I did laugh when Carrie screamed, I had co I have COVID and it didn't do anything. And then Seema pulls out a fake gun that's a lighter that gets him to run away. And the cops are like, You can't smoke in here. And Seema goes, Yeah, I'm the problem. And I'm like, Yeah, that's that's, that's comedy. Jay, yeah, yeah. are you taking notes? Oh my God. <laughs> Emily. And we haven't even talked about what Che's show is called.
0: Oh my Shay god.
1: Shea. And, and I can't remember if it's a, if it was a vulture recap that I read or a podcast that had talked about it, but I don't know if you noticed, but above the E in Che, there's a little jalapeno. Oh my God. It's so upsetting. Like a chilies. Like a chili's. Oh, it's so upsetting. It's so like, what? I, like, I don't like Che. Like, I don't love Che. I don't hate Che, but I also wouldn't do this to a person. No. It's
0: so, I mean, this to me is like homophobia and racism combined right there. Like, it's is
1: pure bigotry.
0: <laughs> it's pure bigotry all around. And I want to make an arrest for a hate crime on behalf oh of God. Sarah Ramirez.
1: Yes, citizens, arrest on our on our behalf, please. But like, okay, this the entire LA plotline, like Che and Miranda separately and together. What they are putting them through is really like, do you do they hate both these characters? They gave Miranda a fucking android.
0: I know. So this one of my theories that I didn't even talk about earlier about this whole. Miranda has gone off the deep end.
1: He's lost her fucking mind. Is it menopause? Do you think it's menopause?
0: So, I mean, one, that could be it because Michael Patrick King doesn't know shit about menopause. So that would be his interpretation of it. Oof, like, but, where do
1: we talk? Where do we insert but, uh, that know. rant later?
0: I know. But two, my other thought was that Miranda or and Cynthia Nixon has just gotten, they've gotten so much praise, the character and the actress. I've gotten so much praise in the last few years, whereas Carrie has been dumped on a lot because of her choices, which naturally, I mean, Carrie made a lot of fucking weird choices during her, you know, her character's run on the original show, continues to and do she's so. she's
1: a self-centered, selfish, selfish person. Selfish person,
0: exactly. Whereas Miranda, in a post-recession, all of that world, was bright most of the time. And guess what? Like, really looked out for herself and was a strong woman. And I wonder if there's just a little bit of Michael Patrick King. I don't know if it's SJP because she and Cynthia are friends, but I think that there's a bit of MPK looking at all of this. And I'm wondering if he just wants to like take Miranda down one a bit. Or like I just don't I don't want to take down a peg because like we've already talked about pegs early. And like
1: but, but um bump. But um bump. Guys, but guys, Emily's here all week. All week. She's better than Che. <laughs> che try, is actually try. opening up for her. <laughs> try the meatloaf. I mean, uh, like, let's just get into it. Like, I think the difference between episode one and two and three is that fucking Michael Patrick King didn't write uh, yes. episode three. I think yes. that it was actually allowed to be funny and snarky and have a little bit more energy and actually feel like it was written by a woman and not A.I., you know? Yes. I, the thing that's most befuddling to me and has been since they started the reboot is I don't understand why they didn't make one of the former writers from the original Sex and the City, the fucking showrunner. Michael Patrick King is completely out of touch. Yeah. You know, like, and I know we're giving him a pass because he's gay and he's written about women for so long, but I just feel like he is completely missing the plot. It's like he took one too many diversity and inclusion seminars and just decided to take those little, like, sketches that they do in those videos and it's like, what if we made that a whole show? And you're like, wait, what? And it's just, again, so tonally Antithetical to like what the show stands for. It's like it's like he's not even fucking here. No. I've written in my notes: Miranda loving L.A. is a sign that she's had a full fucking lobotomy because yeah. there's no other explanation no. for why she's behaving this way. Truly, no. Mister Magoo wandering around L.A. like is she even still a lawyer? Like we haven't cleared that up. We haven't cleared up her marital status with Steve. Like I'm sure they're still technically married, but are they going to work on it? Are they going to divorce? Like we don't fucking know anything. I think and I this- don't know necessarily if it's taking Miranda down one or bringing her down to earth or whatever in light of, you know, millennial women who grew up on this show that then joined the workforce and kind of like see Miranda as aspirational-ish, you know, or even Carrie to a certain extent, too, as aspirational-ish. I don't really know if it's that. I just think that they were like, oh, you know, Miranda and Cynthia are so inextricably linked that we must make Miranda's real life story, or we must make Cynthia's real life story also her, like, character story. But in Cynthia's real life, she didn't just, like, one day, like, wake up and decide to, like, leave her husband to marry a woman. That's not how that worked. I'm sure there was, like, realizations and going to therapy and, like, talking about it and, like, talking to her husband, having conversations, which is what's the hugest missing piece. Like, I swear, I really feel like Michael Patrick King saw like i went to like too many training seminars about how to be more sensitive and was just like oh that's what these like little bitches want they like just want like boom explosions and the show's never been great about handling queer characters just remember like think about samantha dating a woman like yeah the way that they treated it as like she was like some fucking freak for like maybe being bisexual when like it's the fucking 90s everybody's bisexual like so dumb whatever so i just feel like they're continuing that trend and i really just think that michael patrick king shouldn't be the showrunner i have no problem with him necessarily directing but i don't think that he should have a hand in writing anything hearing any story because clearly these writers know what to do he's impeding them that's my take
0: i agree i think that it's it's way past his time like i just don't think this is for this is the show for him anymore like this is not the show for him he is not going to get the tone of this right and i think there's just i think that if he really cared about his legacy, he would stay with the original show. Maybe direct here and there. Maybe offer sure. a little bit of, you know, creating the Bible, if you will, for, to help with this reboot. But I'm like, not ultimately, don't be
1: an executive producer. It, no, but don't no, write, stop but writing just, dialogue.
0: Stop writing dialogue because you know, barring the Miranda of this, all oh, like we'll get into that subplot. I do think the jokes, to your point, were so funny, and I really enjoyed seeing some minor characters like Bitsy, like revisiting. Oh, yeah, some of those people were. It was really nice, just for like a moment. And I did appreciate the way they talked about Carrie's grief and bringing that mm-hmm. back in. I think that that was actually really, really well done in a show without that's it being not too done, heavy because it was it being really heavy. heavy last yes. Yes, I think in this case, they did it the way it's done. We, the way many people experience grief, mm-hmm. which is in waves. And we're just witnessing Carrie go through that second wave of it. And I think that that was really well done. I also really liked, um, I thought that the, uh, f- the plot line about the hot list was kind of funny too. <gasps> barring the fact that Milo H looks 25 years old. Oh. And just-
1: <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring that up. But to quickly go back to the Bitsy scene, that was like one of my favorite scenes of the whole episode. I thought it was, I thought it felt like, old school Sex and City. Yes. Like, I love that, like, you know, they make, New York is huge, but it's also this small town and she's yes. uh, always running into people. I felt like it felt yes. like old Sex and City and I really love that. And Me too. Uh, to go back to your point about the MILF list, like, if we're going to have Charlotte only be, like, the mom, which, like, I don't have a problem with that. I just don't care. I don't want to see her kids acting around her. Yeah. I love the MILF list, even though it didn't go anywhere and, like, they yeah. took some strange turns because there's so much funny shit about being a a rich mother and going and like your kids are in wealthy private schools. Like there's an old bitch cess episode called pajama day where Casey Wilson's friend that lives in Virginia forwarded her an email chain about these rich moms that are trying to put together teacher appreciation week. And they're all tearing each other down in this email chain. And it is one of the fucking funniest yes. things i have ever heard in my whole life i've like i want like a stage reading i, I want them to shoot this as a short it is so, like cinematic it's so funny I, these moms are such bitches to each other i want I, more of that that's what i, I want listened,
0: Charlotte. so i listened to that episode isn't it my amazing friends
1: so my dear friends
0: sarah richardson also a northern virginia mother uh just uh, uh, listen to that episode loves casey wilson all that and there is it it is it's very reminiscent of what, I don't know if it still exists, but there is a forum called DC Urban Moms where you see this kind of snark like nonstop. It is private school any, parents at unhinged ways.
1: Any Facebook fucking group for parents yes. have yes. this behavior, just fucking lift the comment section. Yes. Like what, why are we yes. making it so complicated? I don't care about Lily. I don't care about Rock. I don't give a fuck what they're doing. I don't care no. that she sold her clothes. Charlotte, you're rich. Just go buy it. Like what is, this isn't a plot. But Charlotte being caught up, in diff like a mother motherly you know scare quotes versions of like who she used to be is way more funny and entertaining. I so I agree. I ended up being number three on a MILF list, and I do agree with the the gay dads that said Lisa Tubucks should be number one because she totally should. Like, I think that that's great. It's so frivolous. It brings them together. It's something that she can clue and carry in without it feeling too, like, we're just talking about our kids. Like, it was so, it it was really, I thought it was really funny. And if you paused your screen and looked at the names, the last name on that list was Cassette Stevens. I just need to point that out. Because I yelled.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. But also, I know to your point, I think I want more of this drama. This, like, petty school mom drama. I want, I want that Brooklyn preschool where JJ Reddick's wife was like get putting her, do you hear about this? is like, they're clearly basing some of this episode and stuff that happens at the school on, there was a great New York magazine, the cut article a couple of years ago at the, about drama that ensued at a New York private preschool where JJ Reddick, the NBA, former NBA yeah, yeah, yeah. player, his wife got the kids in the school and the, like the headmaster of the school was basically like clearly a star fucker and wanted to like do more with those people that that family versus the rich families that were at the preschool that weren't necessarily famous and drama ensued. This is what I want though. I want this on that show because that is way more fun.
1: Do you remember that feud between Jack White and I think Dan Auerbach from <laughs> Black yes. Keys and yes. over like their kids going to preschool together? Like there's yes. so much drama. Please. I know. Give it Bring to me. It. I want
0: that. I want that.
1: Yeah. I-, I need more of that and I need less about literally anything else that's to do with your kids. Like fucking Brady calling and being quote unquote suicidal because he almost got hit by a car. You should be so lucky to be hit by a car in Italy. Yes. Fucking loser. Oh my
0: God. Well, and let's talk about what happens after oh, she gets God. that call. Because okay, again- okay.
1: I'm sorry. You cannot have a show that you're like we're all about like diversity and you're having diverse characters, and have Miranda lie to that poor black security lady and, by proxy, get her in trouble for trusting this fucking ginger bitch who betrays her. You can't have these microaggressions in this show no. while trying to tell me that you're being more diverse. Sorry, no. you can't do it. That's no. stupid. You're no. stupid.
0: <laughs> and on what planet? Miranda, on what planet would Miranda, the smartest of all the women, let's be honest, the smartest, be the one who would fucking just say, oh, I'm going to go see this taping and let me not silence my phone, even though I'm pretending I don't have a phone. And let, even though my son has told me, even though he sucks, my son has told me he uh about some things and I think he might be suicidal because, you know, normally a mom with that kind of feedback is going to say, gee, I should probably get myself out of this little line and maybe hop a flight to New York so I can go take care of my kid rather than try to attend my partner's taping that they will probably better understand me skipping if I just say sorry babe had to go because my kid is not doing well then to fucking have her stay try to do both things not fucking even silence her phone during this taping and then of course Che is pissed understandably so but then because this place you know always che does not always get great dialogue they make che out to be the asshole in this situation more than jay should have looked like and miranda again acting a fool like i just i don't get it like i can't i my 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 voice has raised so high (laughs) at this point because i'm so angry
1: and i don't blame you i mean i i had so many issues with this whole scene she put her phone down her pants which was odd. I was like, I don't, like that was one. Badge like, I badge phone and joy. Like, exactly. I'm like, is your vagina calling your son? Like what is happening? <laughs> That's one. Two, if Che, if your partner is the star of the sitcom, why the fuck are you in the regular line with all the plebs? Why is that happening? And thirdly, to, exactly to your point, if your kid is really having a hard time, maybe don't be a selfish bitch and get the fuck out of the line and call them and actually be there for them instead of trying to do both poorly. Trying to half-ass two fucking things. And I'm sorry... I did take Che's side. I understand, like, yes. yeah, that's a kid. I totally agree with that. But then go do that. Don't yeah. do both, and then drag me, and then have my yeah. fucking showrunner tell yes. literally everybody that I'm a horrendous actor. To then get my to get my face saved by Tony Danza, who like him in making that speech about like guys making TV's hard. You got Chase doing great. Let's hear it. let's hear it for Che. And like I was like, wow, what a class act. And I was like, wait, he's, a, yeah, I know he's playing himself, but I was like, wow, look at Tony Danza. Like, what a look good guy. I was like, this is not I a documentary. Mean, when you're you wake getting
0: up those. When you get those type of 80s royalties, you can be a class act.
1: Oh, my God. Well, there was a woman behind Miranda in the line to get into Che Pasa uh, that said Danza Lion on it. And it was a little dandelion, but it was like um, a teenage Tony Danza standing in the middle with like his head as like, you know, the the bottom part of like the dandelion. I appreciate it. Yeah. I want to buy that shirt. Like, I, I, we Yaki. all do. Yeah. Super Yaki, where's that shirt? I need it now. Here, here but, please. But yeah, it was it's so hard to see Miranda not be good at anything, right? Like, she's a shitty partner. She's a shitty parent. She's a shitty friend. Like, it's so difficult to see her literally out here flopping. Like, they turned her into such a drip. And yes, I understand that, like, what Che said was harsh, but I am also on Che's side. Che has been clearly having a very difficult time with this pilot, with this whole process. It's not going the way that they wanted. Miranda doesn't have to fucking be here. Che was like, you don't have to come. She decided to come tag along and do nothing. Fine. But then... I don't know. Like, figure it out. Like, I just feel like I just feel like I can't believe I'm on Chase's side. Like, I would also I be really pissed and disappointed. I have a lot of pressure on me. You're not seeing things from my side. You want me to all of a sudden give a single fuck about your kid that I've never even met. Like, if your kid is That's so important, the thing. then go do that. Just say that. Go I, do it. This is you, – you bring up a good point,
0: which is even though I am annoyed with Brady Hobbs' character, look – he ultimately Brady get hit by a
1: car. Please do us all a favor.
0: Miranda is a mom, and in this case, I, it just seems like she kind of. I don't want to. I don't ever want to mom shame someone. But well, the, she's not a real mom, mom in this sh- in like this she's show. A I know. That don't but worry. I know. Yes, but in this on this show, they have made her out to look like a shitty partner and a shitty mom at the same time, and I just don't think Miranda deserves to have both those things going against her right now like i just even the but fact this is that the, she moved, I, know. What
1: they're doing to her I know on this i know i know turned her into a total drip she is such a fucking drag of a person now and she she's completely undependable she has no brain it just it's really difficult to get on miranda's side about literally anything even the tattoo yeah. like please like you're eat pray loving your way through la and it's just so unbelievable i know I know. I, yeah. So and then for- we spend, you know, 50% of the time bitching about like what shitty person Miranda is when really, I think that like episode three was the funniest, like Carrie faking COVID to get out of reading a difficult chapter in her audiobook is so fucking Funny. Carrie. And it's it made very Carrie really hard that she was just like, I'm sick. Uh, okay, get get Julia in here. Bye-bye. And, and it completely backfiring like people feeling sorry for her. Her yes. getting a bunch of stuff given to her. And but the thing that I will disagree with in this one plot line is that if this were like really old Carrie, she would have faked sick. She would have told Charlotte that. She would have told Mariana that. But she would have gone out to lunch with Seema and Anthony. And either Anthony would have been like, wait, Charlotte told me you had COVID, or they would have ran into Charlotte at lunch and she'd yes. you fucking had COVID. And she'd be like, Yes. Um, I'm well, uh, so I think we missed out on an opportunity there. I know. It was really nice to see her develop her relationship with Seema a little bit more because I feel like this was the episode where I got a little bit more on board. And yes. Seema also had a great Birkin line where she's like, I bought that Birkin before there was a wait list. And I just thought that was very funny.
0: I thought that was very funny. I just thought her crying at the Birkin, like seeing it online. And like, I just, I, I really smoking in bed (laughs) while smoking in bed. I, it just, I enjoyed that. I really had fun with that. And the plot line was a great plot line. I love that. In the end, she ultimately gets, she ends up really getting COVID when she hangs out with those Australian bachelor party dudes. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Okay. One other thing I had to just go back to Miranda and then I'm done. One final thing. I just have to say, Miranda and Brady are still using Skype. Who is still using Skype? I screamed during that I didn't even that catch scene, that. During the recording, not only because the phone rang, but because it was that, like, it was that Skype noise. Oh, voice. I'm like, my God. I'm like, Miranda, it's called WhatsApp. Like, that. That you can use that on an Android as
1: well. Bitch, you're rich. You're telling me you don't have an international plan where this little bitch-ass kid can call you on FaceTime regular? I just, Give me a break. I'm sorry. I had to
0: say it, and then we can move
1: on. We can move on. No, it I'm glad you one. did because I didn't even pick up on that.
0: I picked. Yeah, I was so angry.
1: <laughs> That's so stupid.
0: But I noticed they're <sighs> using in general a lot of Microsoft products. Like, uh, widow ba- widow banger producer had a Microsoft laptop in uh, in bed, and uh, so I'm wondering. I, you know, they used to be very loyal to Mac um, mm. on this show because Carrie always had an Apple laptop, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know I wonder if there's like a new deal I have
1: no idea times are tough financially and Apple's like Indeed. we don't need you we've got the morning show <laughs> <laughs> let's see what else oh I'd say the other best I for me the best joke of the episode is that Che has a Bob's big boy haircut I oh my god
0: agree. that was very funny that was yeah. very very funny
1: other than not really fully understanding why Lisette had to get robbed i think it's i think it's cuz of grieving i don't know yes. um i really enjoyed this episode it is the best so far of the entire run of the show yes. it was like light and dark funny i think yes. everybody got enough screen time all of the plots moved along so i mean we'll see yeah i mean we're going to unfortunately keep recapping it so or for Stay i don't tuned. know i don't know how to feel about the show anymore
0: I know. We'll stay tuned. I mean, this is something we're doing. We're in it to in in the words of high school music, we're all in this together. Ugh. Right. I mean,
1: I'm just in I'm <laughs> mostly in it for Aiden cuz that yeah. that's my guy. That is I my know. that is my Carrie's love interest I, that I've always I, been shipping. Like he's my fave.
0: Yeah. I cannot wait to see that man loose shirt, turquoise jewelry and all. I oh just, my god, I, Emily,
1: but didn't you see the trailer? He shows up
0: in like a straight jacket. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I I will <laughs> the turquoise? I I shan't believe it.
1: And no deep V for my guy. Just like in a straight jacket, showing up to dinner. I am like. Why are you trying to dress like Gary no, right now? That
0: man had a, loved a chest hair moment, and I am disappointed. And now we've been rubbed. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh I my think, lord!
1: The show. Oh my, I, well, I know. Mean, well, sorry, my, Michael Patrick King needs to go. He I needs need to go. Miranda to find her brain somewhere. Yes. And then I think, and then I think we'll have something that we can work with. You know, I think so, too. So in the meantime, while
0: we keep our fingers crossed, light the candles, say the prayers to hope that we can go in this direction. Keep joining
1: us. Cigarettes in your bedroom. Put out the
0: cigarettes. <laughs> the only thing that needs to be lit in your bedroom is a candle. Not not in your, in your bed, not. No, no cigarettes anyway, uh, but we'll be there along for the ride. So continue to
1: join us uh, as we recap the show this season. What do you think we're going to, are we going to do them like three at a time? I think it helps because like uh, recapping them like one, like one by one, I think isn't like enough. Nah. You know, I think yeah. maybe we'll just like do the next two together. So like every other week we'll do two episodes that way. Probably something like makes that. A little bit more sense because yeah, we only like we're able to talk about this for as long as we have because they're we stacked three all together yeah yeah so some we'll probably go with this schedule like that stay tuned um yeah. it's loosey-goosey but stay tuned Oops. we're gonna be recapping the whole thing probably at least two episodes at a time we've also got the patreon if you want to yes. join that we just did a whole ball episode Yes. Maybe maybe we'll talk about Sex and the City, the movie for the Patreon this month since we're talking about it just like that or something. I
0: mean, I still remember going to see it with friends. Like it's a whole, like Me it too. was a big deal. I mean, like the way we were preparing for the Barbie movie, that's kind of how I prepared for the Sex and the City movie. I had an, Raps- I'm a Charlotte. I had a Charlotte shirt. Oh, Lord. I know. I know. I was such a Charlotte though in college. Anyway. Yeah. We're going to, you know, we'll maybe we'll recap the movie. Maybe we'll. I don't know. We should revisit that sequel, though. That was that's. Three I told hours.
1: you. I had to watch Sex and City two in twenty minute increments over like four days because it's, it was so oh upsetting bad. to watch. It's so upsetting. It's so. But upsetting. I got through it.
0: I got through but it. You got through it, like many, like a marathon.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> you gotta pace yourself. You gotta train. You can't just jump in cold. You gotta stretch. You gotta drink your water. <laughs>
0: Well, stay tuned. We're going to have some fun things this summer. And as always, you can find us on social media at the Old Millennials Pod. Uh, but until next time, we say bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>